Hello and welcome to the Xenothesis podcast. In this episode, episode 46, we are covering chapters 7 and 8 from part 3 Chkaichtak of book 2 Adulted Rites of the Xenogenesis trilogy by Octavia Butler. My name is Rich Nacton and I am joined uh, once again on the ship, uh, accompanied by strange spacefaring caterpillars with insectoid mandibles of, of terrifying intelligence and proportions <laughs> by my co-host. Michael Glinka, hi everyone. Yeah, I mean, still thinking about those caterpillars and the first, you know, encounter with humans. Like, yeah, that must have freaked out few people out there. <laughs> yeah, and just the the sheer kind of variety with which the the uh, like intelligent beings in the Owen Kali, um extended family <laughs> yeah can exist, so, right? I wonder how did they get to like close to the humans? Because I mean, imagine like if you see a caterpillar walking towards you, I'll be like walking complete different direction with this speed of light and like how did they catch them uh how did they catch the humans and like you know put them to sleep so they don't freak out i just wonder that i mean i suppose they must have just had some of the um the more human-like ones with a bit of stealth go in there and do some like sedation Ninja. stinging Ninja or something <laughs> yeah exactly like some stealth it's just like imagine that like this old elderly on Kyle be like, come sit with me, my grandson. I'll tell you how your ninja stealth uh, some humans down on Earth, you know, three hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay then. Uh, shall we? Uh, on that note, your yes. Predictions? Yeah. Sure. So um, we are. Uh, I I wasn't certain. Like I thought that. Hmm. Akin will be spending the time with the teacher, uh, the Akjai Uloi, and you know, trying to learn about this, but you know, the abilities that Uloi have, the Onkali in general, and mm-hmm. trying to understand what he can and will be able to do as an adult, right? That that the whole idea of um, him planning to help humans and what his plan to do, how he will do it. Yeah, I think that seems. Um, I mean, we don't get a huge amount of his plan. We do get a little bit of him. Like interacting with and trying to persuade the the Uloi of something, but uh, yeah, he does spend this chapter with the Uloi learning more about the Onkali. So. And uh, there is a discussion about the whole human human thing. So yes, yes. So yeah, let's get mm. to it. I guess. Um, so Akin lived with the Agjay as it traveled around the ship, um, and it taught him everything it could. Yeah, it taught him a whole bunch of stuff. It seems like he was learning a whole lot about the the way the ship was working and going to areas where you weren't normally like allowed in the ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, the um, there was one thing uh, that was mentioned in chapter six that I kind of uh, glossed over, um, which is that there's different like gravitational um, uh, strengths within the ship. Mm-hmm. So different regions of the ship have different gravities, which. We still don't have any idea like exactly how the ship is shaped or anything, but that seems vaguely consistent with spin gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you kind of expect that. If you if you imagine like you know in Dragon Ball when they're using those um, uh, enhanced gravitational chambers so that they can train in the higher gravity, so there's Onkali probably you know flexing somewhere on top of this um, ship, just trying to you know bulk up with the higher gravity <laughs> strength. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, whatever your axis of rotation is, right, the gravity is going to be higher as you get further out yep. from the axis. Yeah. 
And there was a, a particularly fun representation of that in the first series of The Expanse. Uh-huh. Um, with the series asteroid where the, a bunch of the belters live, like that's that's spun up on its axis to give mm-hmm. gravity. Um, so the, like the different layers have different gravitational uh, strengths. Um, and I, that's on my mind because the first episode of season six of The Expanse came out like okay. yesterday or something. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, there's a, a good representation of like how the inside of the asteroids laid out with like the different layers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just in the back of a shot with um, where uh, uh, Miller is on like a, a tube train type thing. He's on the the metro in series, and mm-hmm. there's a like a circular tube map, kind of in the style of like the classic you know Harry Beck London tube map. Um, right, right. The the map that you know set the design language for all metro maps back in like 1931, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that. Uh, but like you, if you if you like freeze frame that shot with Miller and the thing, you can see like this this circular pattern for how the um or like this spiral pattern for how the the transport systems laid out inside the asteroid. And you see all the different right. layers. It's it's great. They paid so much attention to detail with nice. that stuff. Nice. But yeah, Akin. Um, so Akin was taught everything, and he learned not only to understand animals of the catch dark, um, and there, but also plants. And by understanding, I mean like you know how, how to help them, how to treat them. So, when Akin wanted to learn about the resistance bodies, it would find the the teacher would find some dinzo alloy that would share their information with the uh, with the Agjai, which in turn would teach Akin in a series of lessons. And we're talking here the the Agjai would learn the, in a few minutes and then teach Akin in several like lessons. That's that's how it worked. Yeah, that was an, a, impressive, right? <laughs> it like goes and spends a couple minutes talking to another Eloy and then comes back and has like, I don't know, weeks of material. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. Akin's knowledge on humans exceeded that of what he could use until metamorphosis. He could treat an ulcer or cuts and puncture wounds. The actor then asked what does Akin want for them, to which Akin told him what you have, you know, a human Agjai. That's his plan. Although the Uloi was not convinced that the construct and the humans could live side by side. Uh, and, you know, I can see that, mm. you know, if we can tell what the crazy lady wanted to do to Akin as the kid, all those girls. So. Yeah, hmm. um, yeah as a, a human Akjai might have to be... Well, I think the whole point of the Akjai is, is that they they don't take any physical No, no, they're, they're separate. the new yeah. trade partner, right? Yeah. They just, like, they know about one another, but they don't have any connection right that's yep. that's kind of the point of having them as an insurance uh branch as yep. it were so and you wouldn't it, necessarily need the constructs to mm, live alongside mm, the humans yeah and akin you know like the actor it taught him more than any older students it had it was a friend and akin wanted to make a place for humans a different planet because earth will become barren and sh- the after the ship is created um Akin was thinking of either the second or the fourth planet and terraforming them. The Uloi suggested the fourth planet, uh, but when Akin mentioned that the humans would need metal, the Uloi immediately said no. The humans could not and did not need machines. Hmm. Yeah, so we got either uh, what, uh, Venus or Mars as an option to, yep. to terraform. Uh, but Venus and... is like super toxic and it's basically sulfuric acid rains. Like, I don't think it's a good choice. Mars is better choice at this point. Um, I think so. I mean, that does seem to be the general consensus, although but... some people have made the case that 
but because there's an atmosphere, it might actually be easier oh, okay. with Venus if you could um, do something. But I'm not sure exactly. What I the don't case get is, this though. Yeah. Like you could take all that. They could take the biosphere and then then just terraform Earth again. Like they have a nice location now. Why change it? Um. Well, I assume that the process of stripping the resources from Earth goes deep enough that it would be very difficult to reconstruct a biosphere even relative to modern-day Venus and Mars, I suppose. Man. I'm still thinking now on Kali are parasites, like taking off all everything and then they're like, yeah, let's just throw them on the fourth planet. You know, still, there's still nothing there, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like we wouldn't completely resource strip a planet right down to nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if we were building something big. Oof. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, that's gonna happen anyway, so yeah, might as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. Well, if, if we want Dyson spheres and other mega structures, then yeah, it that's the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so and those are sufficiently cool that we should definitely. Make them. <laughs> I mean, mm. unless we start stripping uh, asteroids and stuff like that. Actually, yeah, we could get quite a lot of stuff from just, just asteroids. Like, we didn't necessarily need to go, you know, planet hunting. <laughs> I mean, mm. you know, we don't, we don't have to even, like, if we ever go tra space traveling, you know, proper space traveling, we probably don't mm. never even have to make alcohol because there is a, um, I don't know how far away, a cloud that is basically like a trillions and trillions of liters of pure ethanol. And, huh. you know, as the jokes goes, you know, for humanity, it probably would last, you know, it's all existence for Russians, you know, probably, you know, a century. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, it's, 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 there is like this huge cloud of pure ethanol out there in the space. So who knows, maybe we'll find things that we don't need to strip the earth uh, for. Hmm. I wonder what the density of the cloud's like. It's probably <laughs> super low, right? Yeah, it's, it's probably very low. It's, it's. I think it's very low, but it's it's a massive mm -hmm. cloud, basically. And mm. um, <laughs> but yeah, the alcohol prices would drop very substantially. I would say. Yeah, it's more the shipping cost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on space. That's that's what's gonna be the. You know. <laughs> well, there. Yeah, he's. Um, you know, working on that, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, uh, no. Let's go back. <laughs> uh, Jeff Bezos flying to space in his giant, uh, you know, phallic objects. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, why? I know. Because the car, okay. that's the thing. With the ego bigger than the planet. Um, so Akin wanted to help them, even though the Uloi is saying that the ones Akin goes through the metamorphosis, the need for mating would be much stronger than he realizes. It suggests that Akin should find potential partners that would support Akin now because his metamorphosis is closer than he expects. Um, just briefly to return to um, the point about machines uh, for humans. Yeah. So I think the um, the emphasis that um, oh, I've forgotten the Uloi's name. Um, Which one? Uh, the one who Akin is spending all this time with. Um, uh No, we are not given name with the Akjai Uloi. We only are told about. Um, oh yeah. Um, hmm. uh, Taishokacht, which was the Uloi that hmm. Di Chan's family, well, brother and sister, were yeah, mated yeah. with. Um, but we're not told hmm. the name of this Uloi at all. Interesting. I wonder if it has a spoken name because it doesn't speak. That's 
yeah, that's potentially you no know, hmm. the reason why. But uh, anyway, the Suloi, however it's uh, <laughs> called, mm-hmm. uh, said this, you know, no machines for humanity. But I, I think the, the point that it was making there was um, not that the Oankali would like ban them from having machines, but rather that the humans would not need machines because the Oankali could terraform the planet such that they would be habitable they wouldn't yeah uh, yeah um they wouldn't need to be supplied with them uh, and they could make their own if they so chose yes 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 um absolutely but yeah so um the conversation goes with and this is um transcript from my book you agree with mm-hmm. me that it can be done um uh, the resistors can be transplanted their human to human fertility can be restored it's possible if you can get consensus. If you get a consensus, you may find that you've chosen your life's work. Wasn't that work chosen for me years ago? The RJ hesitated. I know about that. The RJ had no part in the decision to leave you so long with the resistors. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's a, I thought it was interesting there that uh, you're saying the RJ had no part in that decision, but I, I, it was, I was a little unclear if that meant that they'd like... I think they were not involved think, in that consensus. Uh, yeah. I think it was just within the... Uh, Dean saw, yeah, Dean saw. Yeah. Um, no, mm. because probably in terms of like things like and locally, probably the only those local clans, like the local uh, grouping, is involved. Whereas, like in the when it comes mm. to whole species, probably all three clans probably meet and then. Yeah, that's interesting. When they talk about consensus, it yeah. seems to be mostly just implying like within one of the clans yeah. but not necessarily like universal across all three branches yeah yeah, yeah and um, so the conversation continued about Akin doing this for the humans and the reason why because of what Don Kali did to him his sibling and you know and he showed that um, what happened like that he gives the exp- impression of the bond between him and his bro- uh, his sibling and that mm. makes the RJ realize that separating was a mistake and that surprised Akin because only Akin's family ever said that to him. And the short chapter ends with Akin being sent back to his relatives to find the sub Basically, you know, the Ulo is like, yep, go find your sub you need to do it. And um, Akin mm. left knowing that he would not find the Ulo until it wished to be found. <laughs> That's the yeah. chapter end. It's really interesting. It's like, you shall not find me until like, you know, it's like basically Gandalf in this form. It's just like... <laughs> Just do the the Batman thing of disappearing when he yes. uh, when he turns away. <laughs> yes, basically. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but so Akim did manage to convince an adult Uloi of something, right? Yeah. He found one who took him somewhat seriously, and you know he showed himself to be a, an engaged student <laughs> relative to the other students. Absolutely, the older students, as the uh, Uloi was calling them, like. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I understand the I understand the perspective because if you think about it, everything what he, uh, the Uloi met is probably the same thing over and over again, and then you get you know this nice, tasty new construct Uloi that's basically also you know more human than the Onkali. So it's just like, oh, okay, you know, that's that's something interesting, and he's willing to learn much more mm. than yeah, um, and a new kind of student. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And getting a, a concession as well, like even if it wasn't a 
I mean, the Uloi kind of seriously entertained, like gave you know gave thought to what it would be like to do the whole human akjai thing, um, but may not have agreed yep. to it per se. But at the very least, you know, took the suggestion with like sufficient seriousness to actually imagine what it would look like, and yep. um, also a concession that the separating him from his sibling was a mistake. Yeah. So yeah, got a little bit of respect. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. So one one convinced how many billions mm. or trillions to go. Yeah, well, I suppose we don't actually have any idea what the uh, Owen Kali population is. No, we don't mm. know. We don't know. I mean, trillions um, seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's con- it's uh, yeah it's a bit confusing, isn't it? Because like we know that some Dinzo mm. are on the planet, and yet some of them are still on mm-hmm. the ship, and it's it's still like. Um, I don't know. It just feels like it's still a work in progress, and and we don't know how what the population of like how big is the ship itself. Like, for example, if humans look up in the sky, they see moon and they see the ship, or is it just like you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, maybe they see it uh, pass in front of the moon, right? You get an occasional little eclipse-like thing. <laughs> That'd be fun to look at. Potentially. See it in profile. Hmm. Depends on like we don't even know the size yeah, of no the thing. So, would, uh, I mean, it, it's very clearly like substantially larger than anything else we have in orbit, and we can you can yeah. see the ISS yeah. with the naked eye when that flies over. So, like at night, I imagine it's a bright spot, a pretty big bright spot. I suppose it depends how reflective it is, but uh, yeah. But I guess it, yeah, we're probably talking something within the size of a moon. I mean. Something like our, yeah, not our, our moon's like, like unusually big, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah certainly yeah. on on the, I don't know, maybe like a Martian moon scale, something something pretty large. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well then, I guess let's go to my chapter eight prediction. Yeah. So, here we have, finally, the new potential Uloi Ulo, mm. mate, and who knows? Maybe he manages. It manages to fix the bond with Tikchak that Akin Yeah, we don't really has. know yet, right? We we find out next time. <laughs> no. <laughs> next time in the Octavia Butler's book. No, no, we're only here just meeting them, have like sort of meeting and um a quite interesting interaction yeah. I would say. Hmm. Uh, I think it gives a a new perspective from or I don't know, it's kind of a perspective we've already had, and that's been laid out pretty obviously textually. That like Akeen is in an adolescent phase of his development. It's yeah, Akeen's more than what the Onkali yeah. think he is. Yeah. So mm. let's let's begin because I think the best part, first part sort of explains this. So the new Oloe Akeen met was a relative of Taishakart uh, named Jaktik. Um, I think it's or J- Jack Dekyat, <laughs> something like that, and then just Dekyat. Okay, Jack sure. yeah. But yeah, in short, um, the moment uh, Akin got close to it, he could smell its scent, um, and that's that's a bit, you know, because a bit of um, non-consensual uh, <laughs> here. So it's it was raising sex pheromones, even though it was not at the stage of life to start a family, and it startled and disturbed Akin. And made him step back. And this is a bit of interaction from the book. You aren't what I thought, it whispered. T told me, showed me, and I still didn't understand. 
What didn't you understand? Akin asked, taking another step backwards. He did not want to feel so drawn to anyone who was clearly already on good terms with Tikuchak. That you're kind of sub-adult yourself, Dekiach uh, said. Your growth stage is now more like mine than it's like T's. Hmm. So really told here that T is treated like an egg, mm. a sexless child, right? It doesn't, it hasn't gone through any of the metamorphosis. But Akin was from the start a male and it has shown the characteristics of a male. So it shows that, you know, there's mm. more human in it than Don Kali thought. So I, I'm pretty sure that, that uh, as we talked about earlier, that the Onkali, the human-born Onkali constructs are more, like, have already predefined sexes mm-hmm. Uh, more predefined than the Onkali born constructs. Yeah, that certainly seems to be the case. Uh, I mean, at least Akeen does. So I suppose it depends on what like what particular admixture of Onkali and human you ended up with in a given construct. But, yeah. But yeah, Akeen um, certainly seems to be sufficiently human that they hadn't really quite anticipated, or if they had like successfully communicated what it would mean for him to be kind of experiencing a yeah. human adolescent phase towards the end of his time yeah. as what would normally be you know Eka uh, in in the Owen Cowley development pattern yeah mm. yeah because the thing is Akin himself you know like is taking a back about it because because no one have ever said something like this to before and you know he wasn't fertile yet but like he was body was mature like you know his mind was mature which is kind of strange right because like both Nakanj and the humans around him at low both like they all clearly knew that he was in like a, a teenage development phase yeah. right it's, uh, uh, yeah like yeah there was and and the, it was and very clearly indicated textually it, as well like the whole chapter when he goes to the shuffle and is like all sulky and angsty about stuff <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah this is you know this is a boy going through adolescence yeah. like come on guys you know mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty obvious um but like it just shows like in a way that um the onkali have still not mm. realized that um they're too constricted with their like onkali point of view in terms of like the development mm. of the kids right so like they're relying too much on their like oh there's going to be metamorphosis then you become an adult like that doesn't work like with mm. humans like this like we become more adult like quite early on obviously our minds only de- like still develop until like we're age of like 25 or so um but physically we become adults quite mm. early on um but like it just shows that obviously the difference between an actual adult and an adolescent you know beings is that is the experience that we have over the you know years of as we live but like you know they're still as intelligent as adults, and they should be treated as such. But I mean, the, like impulse control, though, is one of those. Right, you know, the the, the yeah, development one of thing the, that's the prefrontal still... cortex kind of comes, you know, like up and over towards the front. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you were uh, you are less inhibited in your actions while you're still developing that. So. Yeah, so that that's the all, I would say that's the big thing why you know teenagers are still not taken seriously because they're you know driven mm. by more impulses. But yeah, yeah. still. It doesn't mean that you should not consider their opinions as like as mm. such because it doesn't mean their oh, intelligence yeah. is low. And I feel like the Onkali here are like really not they're really mistreating their own children, I would say. Like, you know, you, you it's show like with Nikanj. Nikanj was like, No, don't do this. This is gonna be bad with Lilith. 
they did it. Oh, oh surprise Pikachu face. You know, yeah, come on. I mean, it's, a, it, it's a bit more um, odd the way they do it with Nakanj, but it seems as though the... Um, at least with the the ACAR, the kind of the cultural expectation is that the um, yeah the, the sexual maturity is kind of more like um, I don't know, what's the right word like punctate. It's more discreet. It happens in one spot with the you know, they go through metamorphosis yeah. and then they're kind of it's it's less uh, drawn out and complicated in the way that it is in humans. But it seems as though for yeah. the Uloi, they have this, you know, two metamorphoses in this sub-adult phase. So, like, it seems as though they should be taken slightly more seriously, at least in the sub-adult phase. But, yeah, we didn't see that with Nakan. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Interesting. So, it's just, yeah, it feels to me that this this is one of the biggest flaws in Don Kali society, I think. That the fact that um there is this, you have the, the hmm. beings... And you're given, like, you know, showing facts and stuff like And then they, yet they just, like, keep doing the thing. It's, I don't know. It just feels to me that, that that's the probably the biggest flaw that the Onkali don't realize themselves. Mm. I mean, they, they do come across as, um, it, it's odd, because despite the fact that they have, uh, you know, they have this really open uh, attitude to, like, trade, right? They're always wanting to acquire new stuff and change. But they have quite a sort of small C yeah. conservative attitude towards change in a more um, yeah. like ideological space than biological space. Uh, Absolutely, which is a, a, an interesting combination of traits. But especially when they have the Absolutely, um, they have a, a, a really strong built-in like proof mechanism uh, that would permit them to be a bit more experimental, at least in their Dinso branch, right? Because they have these three branches where they have yeah. like the 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 kind of the open liberal try everything and unintended consequences will abound uh branch, the uh Dinso. <laughs> and then they've got the Toat, which are kind of middle yeah. of the road. <laughs> and then you've got the the uh the ultra conservative uh, don't take on any of the new ideas in case it breaks the stuff that already works. <laughs> Actually, Actually but... yeah. Mm-hmm. But even then, this breaks completely because we know we have the Agjay Ulo who was teaching Akin, who got sort of convinced with by Akin. So yeah, Th- that kind of political division along those three lines is is very much rooted in the biological approach, right? Uh, it's not so much what they yeah. think, but yeah, mm. it's yeah, it's more of the biology mm. behind it, yeah. But yeah, it's I just thought that this whole interaction, just this this little conversation, already just like threw so much shade on the Onkali and their like society mm. in general. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, the Uloi was fascinated by Akin, you know, and Akin felt almost intimidated, intimidated mm. by it. It was almost as if it was trying to seduce him, and you know, like it, that's. What, I think he was. Uh, wrote- well, in Akin's mind, it was like more of like a uh, you know this all this is thing like similar to what when the hu- mm. human females were when the women on the earth were like trying to seduce Akin and he was like yeah this is very similar to what's mm-hmm. happening then. And there was a point about him having a, what he regarded as a very human reaction to that uh, in a very non-human yes. <laughs> circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. mm. Spicy. <laughs> It's getting hot in here. Um, and Akin realized that he's reacting to its mm. scent. And for Tikuchak, when asked by Akin, it makes the sibling not mind Akin's presence. Akin could feel the same. But it 
I don't want to feel like this all the time if I can't do anything about it. And you're the only one here who could do anything about it, Dekiacht said. Mm. So this is what I didn't understand. Like, it's obviously the Uloi is um, like subconsciously not not realizing releasing mm. those pheromones like subtle that makes basically the male and female or yeah, let's say call male and female um, on Kali um, to respond mm. to its scent. Um, and it's like, oh, I can't do anything about it. like the guy is like, you're the only one here can do anything about it. I don't understand this sort of interaction. Like, does it mean like because Akin is almost like an adult mm. male, it can res- like reach, um, how to call it, reject that sort of um, pull from its fer- from the old um, well, I think it's more is that, that uh, like. Uh, uh, Akin is the only one with like sufficient sexual maturity to get something out of this, if you see what I mean. <laughs> I think that's where it's <laughs> going, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, okay. But yeah, because we, we we hear that he's not fertile, but at the same time he's been you know enjoying the company of uh, the uh, resistor women. So it's uh, a little unclear exactly what's going on there physiologically, but uh, it seems as though he enjoys Akin that. Akin to start. Yep. <laughs> Akin, you know, mm. the stud in the, mm-hmm. between the humans. Uh, but yeah, okay, mm. I see what you mean. I, I see, okay. I thought the conversation was more going different direction, but yeah. No. Um, the guy seems to just be trying to pull on the strings, Akin's strings. Um, but yeah, Akin wished to be back with the adult Uloi, and he didn't notice when the Dekaya touched him, you know, like, uh, approached him, touched him, like, and it made Akin jump away from the Uloi in the surprise. Um, it Akin tells that like it seems that Takaya doesn't understand what it's doing with its scent, but it wants to help Akin. Um Tikishak tells him, on the other hand, that they need its help, you know, it's and he should allow the uh, should allow the Uloi to touch him. And you know, Akin realizes that in his jump, both him and the Kayat could get hurt if he was slower. Like, you know, hmm. Akin you know, it could Akin could occur the Kai and then and in turn, Akin could get hurt by a retaliation from the mm-hmm. Oi Stinger. Um, so we've heard before about the which we know like that the, the, the very fine tendrils that they put out from the tips of their like sensory tentacles yeah. to kind of go into the other like. So if you violently pull on that connection, then uh, yeah, yeah, that's that uh, could cause a retaliation. And it, if I remember, remind me, it was the only Uloi stinger that yes. would not kill. They, they paralyze, but mm. not yeah, they're, kill. They're capable yeah. of, uh, of either lethal or non-lethal stings. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, Akin moved close and allowed himself to be touched. And the chapter ends with Akin trying to fall asleep. But the state of arousal making it impossible to, until the Uloi realizing what's happening and forcefully putting Akin to sleep. Yeah, I think it, it seems like he figures out some way of um, turning it off and then uh, <laughs> puts him to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the unforgettable group mating <laughs> sessions and this now. Oh, Octavia. Oh, spicy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what you said about getting kind of hot in here as a sensation, you definitely get that uh, impression from this, right? It feels like it's a very confined yeah. space, especially with, you know, Akeen's like, you know, he runs across yeah, the mean, room and he's like against the, the wall. The whole place was closed. <laughs> it's like, can, can you stop making it smell <laughs> like that in here? Because I'm, I'm very distracted. <laughs> just, uh, I'm yeah. very aroused and I don't know if mm. I like it or not, but 
and uh, that whole kind of uh, attraction repulsion thing that he's got going on with the uh, Tiku chat yeah yeah uh, yeah, that all sounds extremely uncomfortable (laughs) yeah Um, yeah that's um, non-consensual arousal I mean it's like like we said a a couple of episodes back the um, like maturation process uh, for the uh, Owen Colley constructs (laughs) is um, not fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even relative no, to it does really doesn't sound fun. It's it's crazy, right? Because like obviously for Tikuchak, who is just like responding, is like just sitting there, like chilling, you know, like as if almost mm-hmm. being high. And Aikin is like, I'm having a boner, and I don't know why it's happening. Mm-hmm. And please stop, sort of behavior, because his human part is just like reacting to to mm-hmm. the Uloi, and you know, it's just like okay. It's the the Don Kali really have no clue what's going through the construct minds, especially the human born construct, and it's yeah. and it's showing. Yeah. And, and then the, the at least this uh, Uloi admitted that, right? Akin's <laughs> like, like, you really have no idea what you're doing here, do you? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. And he's like, yeah. yep, uh, yep. Uh, definitely doesn't help that this is all new uh, to everyone. So uh, gotta figure it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully they'll have uh, <laughs> dialed in something marginally less uh, <laughs> uh, embarrassing and awkward uh, uh, for subsequent um, generations of constructs, but uh, who knows? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, um, uh, Ahjaz, uh, Akin's mother, was very understanding to Akin hmm. when, you know, she's like, well, yeah, I you know, I've I've been seeing you going to those, like, you know, to your female, to your human friends, hmm. and Akin's like, fuck. Hmm. In his mind, it's just like the embarrassment is reaching like critical mm. levels. Um, uh, well, I suppose for the for the Owen Carly, it's it's kind of less like I mean, that. That's quite alien, right? They they do sex pretty differently, and they don't. They may not even regard sex between like just male and female as being like real sex in any because there's there's no alloy involved, right? Yeah, so I mean. It's just, yeah. yeah, I think the yeah, I mean, the, the, the mortification f- factor would probably be higher with Lilith <laughs> than it would be with the uh, the Oankali because, like, she has the human cultural context. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but to be fair, like in all seriousness, like for Oankali, like the 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 unforgettable group matings, mm. right? Let's call them that. Um, that's only when. Like the pleasure is given by the Uloi, right? The share of the sharing mm-hmm. of the pleasure, but I I don't know. It's it's weird, like separating that versus the actual like physical sex, right? Because um, obviously the like you know the instruction of Akin with the with the women and uh, you know women in the human mm. villages, like is obviously basically the same thing except for the like the Ulo mm. in between. So it's a different type of pleasure, and not and yet, like for the Onkali, the separation is clear mm. because it has nothing to do with the reproduction. Like the sex and reproduction are completely two different concepts, and it doesn't matter for the Onkali unless there's an Ulo involved, and that's where the big yeah, that's yeah. important. But everything yeah. else is like no, so. I think for whatever. for the Onkali, it's just uh, it's, you know doing another weird human thing, right? It's not really. It, it it wouldn't have the same implication as sex for reproduction with a new loy as you know yeah it's just another recreation <laughs> as far as they'd be concerned 
I mean, to be fair, we've we've seen examples of this throughout mm. the book, like whenever, you know, people were visiting the law village and there was like the only hut that was not uh, part mm. of the ship where the, some of the uh, people stay and like the construct girls would be like, oh, you know, or boys would be like, oh, you know, whatever, like, and then like visit them in this mm. guest house um, for definitely not, not just mm. tea. Um it just shows that, like, the, the attitude of the Onkali towards, like, um, casual sex is much more liberal yeah, yeah. in this aspect than, for example, the humans, like, you know. Mm. I mean, at this point, for humans, it's probably, like, they, they don't care, just go do whatever you want because we, we want to try to have children. It's, it's, it's the same phenomenon, still. right? Because the, the, we have now, yeah. with contraceptives, like, conscious control over whether or not we reproduce and that's baked into the way the Oankali biology works because the Uloi control how and when they all reproduce so like you know, yeah. casual sexual relationships as a uh, uh, like you know, exercise in pair bonding and the rest of it or not pair in just like uh, group bonding <laughs> group bonding uh, man it's each time we talk about this it's just because we're in the weird but yes yeah um, but the thing is, right, it's, it, it still feels to me a bit weird, like, oh, your fertility depends on another being. Mm. It's just like, okay. Yep, uh, it's like we said in uh, weird. the quote we pulled from the previous episode, right? Control by reproduction. And uh, the Uloi yeah. control by reproduction. Absolutely. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's good to... <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's it's. I feel I feel for uh, Akin, you know, all those awkward feelings that he's experiencing. For us humans, it's normal, but for Don Khalid, it's like, what is this construct doing? Like, what is this strange behavior? Yeah. And, it's, and like, it's all mixed in with well, the different biological implications for, for and the different cultural expectations of what you should be doing at this stage in your life yeah. uh, from the different yeah, yeah. that all the real there. Uh, a real Absolutely. hybrid mess of uh, differing expectations and biological realities. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. It's, I, I think the last few chapters, I mean, you know, the amount of sexual innuendos I made is probably over the limit by now, but it's still, like, the book is just there's, giving There's a it, lot of material like, to just, work from here. And <laughs> yeah, it really does. There is really a lot. And, you know, you can tell by my still immature mind that it's I, I'm loving it but it's still like it, it just makes you feel like for the characters to so. realize that yeah those are those are basically young kids still trying to understand what's going on and the, the adults are not helping because the adults are mm -hmm. fucking alien <laughs> no, and, and the fact that uh, it's, I, I do like that it goes into these areas in because like mm. it's biology like re, re, everything yeah. in biology at some point comes back to reproduction right that's the, the the core of your natural does, selection yeah. stuff right you can't have a good biological science fiction without really getting deep into reproduction and reproductive politics uh it's uh to those unforgettable group matings <laughs> <laughs> my dear god like that's i don't know i just it's a phrase imagine, that sticks with like, you <laughs> Yeah, it does. But like, can you imagine being Octavia Butler? You're sitting down with your material and everything. You're sitting in front of a paper and you're writing, you know, like whether by hand or like the early, you know, um, typewriters. Typewriters, and you're just writing, and you're just like writing and then thinking to yourself, oh, what would an alien describe it as to make it as awkward for humans <laughs> as possible? Oh, I know, unforgettable group meetings. Like, come on, Octavia. Like, come on. <laughs> 
She must have loved it. She must have been like sitting there like, oh my God, you just imagine like people reading and cringing our heart. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, it, it, it <laughs> makes you uh, makes you think about this stuff in a in a a, a, a more um and in just a different angle, right? It's a, another one of those useful things yeah. about science fiction is by just casting something that's you know, a component of everyday life into a different lens by just adding a couple of new complicating factors and it forces you to yeah. Yeah, examine absolutely. the way you think about the version of it that you have just because yeah. and you know the, the fact that the, these topics are often like still treated as mm. taboo or more of like people not being comfortable about and and you know it's it, the fact that I, it often causes a problem and things that are considered taboo need to be talking yeah, about yeah. talked about because you know if you don't talk about it then you're just stuck in one place and you never get anywhere out of it. Like, you know, mm. I mean, if we didn't talk about it, like people would still put bloody pieces of garlic in their belly buttons <laughs> to prevent pregnancy. I mean, <laughs> uh, okay. yeah. it's a, uh, and, and once again, very much ahead of its time, I think in that regard, right. It, written in. It is. Although it's eighties, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, isn't it like the time when the, like the, you know, peace and love well, i suppose that's associated with the 60s to some degree and the whole free love thing but uh yeah like beyond the i mean you know we have like same sex dynamics we have group dynamics we have kind of polyamorous type dynamics and that's all mixed in mm-hmm. with biological underpinnings of all those things which uh, remain <laughs> not uh, well discussed in in discourse uh today yeah. in all of those forms so it's it's yeah it, it's interesting to see how all of that's uh sorry yes you're right it's peace and love is more hmm. 60s I, I, like 80s is more like rock and roll and metal so that's basically the same thing but it's just different yeah music. And it kind of swung back in a slightly diff- um different direction right there was a um there's that aspect to it but this kind of waves of cultural backlash and various sorts right the 60s was uh, everyone was free yeah. love and then it was like oh well we, that hasn't worked in a couple of places we should stop that and then it goes back the other way again and, uh, the usual yeah. you know. <laughs> uh. i guess go to, let's go to my chapter yeah, 9 prediction that. on that cheerful mm. note so i thought i thought that somehow that wonderful Olay fixes akin's and tic mm-hmm. bond at least to a certain mm-hmm. extent, so that they can can communicate without like this sort of dissonance, just like feeling this the dissonance or disgu- feeling disgusted mm-hmm. towards each other. But it's still not there yet, and um, I suspected that maybe you know having discussion so far so much about like Akin being such an adult like mm-hmm. being, without the metamorphosis taking mm-hmm. place yet, maybe that that not something not there yet being affected because of human uh, akin's human maleness mm-hmm. yeah it seems like a thing that um like he and uh Tikuchak are kind of out of sync right they're, they're kind of supposed to be at the same yeah. level of maturity but uh Tikuchak's still lagging behind a little bit and, yeah 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 so it's it's hard to tell but um it feels to me like that that the whole idea maybe there is going to be fix of bond. i'm not mm-hmm. certain 
but it feels to me that there's going to maybe it will help i i do hope like you know i always look for the nice positive outcomes of things but knowing life it's probably not gonna work the way that they think it's gonna work <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting to see what uh what the dynamic is after the uh Uloi has uh, attempted to figure out whether or not it can fix it and try to do something about it uh and then of course as they go through yeah. metamorphosis what that'll be well that'll be like uh, mm. but yeah i guess been uh, part the last part part four we will learn more like akin's gonna go through his metamorphosis and things gonna change in an interesting ways maybe or maybe don't change mm. at all who knows? I suppose he's done a little bit of uh, attained a little bit of groundwork uh, on the whole uh, kind of campaign for the human agi. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, still, yeah, got, yeah. still got a lot of a uh, lot of constituents to uh, <laughs> uh, uh, approach and uh, convince. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. I guess mm-hmm. on that note, let's finish off. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, everyone, from listening. Uh, we are zinothesis.com. Uh, we're Xenothesis you can find all the places we upload on xenothesis.com um, just for everyone like to re- reiterate one thing um, we did record those last three episodes in consecutive you know, consecutive order because the holidays are coming Christmas holidays and New Year so I guess from us we would wish this episode is going to come after mm. New Year so Happy New Year everyone and I hope that we had a nice uh, cheerful Christmas at least if not you know, spend in peace and with families considering the circumstances around the world and I hope that whatever if you're listening to us we you did enjoy listening to us and over the time and you're reading the books and you know have a nice had a nice time during that break mm. um, yes uh, I very much agree yeah thank you very much for listening and that was Michael Glinka I was Rich Jackson. Goodbye. Bye.